In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. So we see the Lord has a great love for us and a desire to heal us. I want to focus on the words of the epistle, however, because these are very healing words, and I think some of the things we can gain from these uh, words will be a great help to us. So there are five things that I would like to kind of point out. One is directed, we are directed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we belong to Christ. St. Paul encourages us to forsake self-pity, provocation, and envy, to restore those overtaken by trespasses in the spirit of meekness, and finally bear one another's burdens. Let us begin with directed by the Holy Spirit. We pray this beautiful prayer, O Heavenly King, O Comforter, the Spirit of truth, who art in all places and fillest all things, treasury of good things and the giver of life. Come, dwell in us and cleanse us from every stain and save our souls, O gracious Lord. That's a prayer to the Holy Spirit and it's how we begin our prayers because we want to pray in the Spirit. Very important to understand the importance of the beginning of this prayer that we pray in the Spirit as well, all the time. And we understand that the Spirit always acts uh, along with the Father and the Son. Everything comes from the Father through the Son and in the Spirit. Let me these reads from, these words from Father Hopko. The Christian church lives by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit alone is the guarantee of God's kingdom on earth. He is the sole guarantee of that God's life and truth and love are in men. Only by the Holy Spirit can man and the world fulfill that for which they were created by God. All of God's actions toward men and the world in creation, salvation, and final glorification are from the Father through the Son and in the Spirit. We hear these words of St. Paul that the Holy Spirit has been given us gifts. This is a great Christmas gift you can open all the time. The Holy Spirit has given you love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. He's given those gifts to you. You have those gifts. So search for them. Work on them. Ask God for them. Cho choose them. You know, because the devil's there trying to get you to choose the opposite of these things. So we're, we're called to live in this, this righteous and holy life in the Spirit, and he's given us the gifts to do that. You're not excited. I, I just, these gifts, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. You have those gifts. Amazing. It is amazing that God has given you. When we pray at, at a chrismation, uh, the seal of the gift of the Holy Spirit, what do you say? What do you say? Sealed. What's, you're sealed with joy, peace, and all these great gifts. That's the seal. You have them. Use them. Choose them. They're there for you. You're, you don't have to search for them. You have to choose them to live by them. So secondly, we belong to Christ. We dwell in union with God. 
and God dwells with us, the question is, do you dwell with him? That's the question. Because God lives in you, but do you live in him? There's the big question for us. You know, when we, uh, let's say it this way, sin is a symptom of being away from God. In other words, it, our, our repentance means to turn back, to return to, to go back to God. When we keep our eyes on Christ and uh, above the waves and turmoils of life, we can live a holy life. We can live a good life. When our eyes drift away from him, we fall into sin. So the first effort we make is not not to sin. It's to turn back to God and dwell with God. Our first effort is to, is to reconnect with that grace that God gives us to live a holy life. That's our, that's our repentance. Not just that we sin and repent of that sin, but that we actually turn back to the remedy, to go back to God, to receive the grace, so we don't return to that sin. Sometimes we white-knuckle it. You know, we hold on. Don't do that again. Don't do that again. Don't do that again. Don't do that again. And what happens? You do that again. Because you didn't go back to the source, to the energy, to the grace. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I've broken this little, I've broken communion with you. I return to you. Give me grace not to do this again. That's the remedy for us. Forsake vainglory, self pity, provocation, and envy. These are words from St. John Chrysostom. Let us not be vainglorious or self pitying, which is the cause of all evils, provoking one another to contentions and striving, envying one another, for vainglory comes envy, and envy comes all countless evils. So, beloved, uh, I was thinking of this. We live in a society that's provoking. It's just that's what we live in right now, that we're provoked. You know, you can be provoked to good things. If you're provoked to do something good, provoked to live in the truth, provoked to, to, to live a righteous life, that's a good thing. That's a good provocation. But there's a provoking that he says is toward contentions and strife. Flee those things. Don't participate in them. Don't be a party to them. You know, um, I can't watch the news much because it provokes me to strife and contention. You know, I want to know what's going on so I can pray for it. But I can't sit there and listen to the thousand opinions that are shared about that event. Forgive me, I'm a little upset here. I can't do that because it's, it provokes me to strife and contention. And St. Paul says, flee that. Run from this. What should we do? We should pray. We should weep. We're in a broken world. The, bro the world's been broken from the very beginning. And it's run by broken people. And we're part of the broken people. So you've got broken people living in a broken world doing broken things. What do you expect is going to happen? going to be broken. So pray. Beg God to have mercy on us. But flee provocation. 
And if it comes to you, flee it. Don't participate in it. He says, restore those overtaken by trespasses in the spirit of meekness. These are also words from St. John Chrysostom. To administer correction with mildness is a spiritual gift. Have you ever tried to correct somebody in trespass? (laughs) It's a gift. To administer correction with mildness is a spiritual gift. Then to prevent vainglory by correcting another, put oneself under the same condition. We are all fallen people trying to help each other. I'm not better than anybody. I'm not correcting you because I'm better. I'm correcting you because I love you. I have an interesting relationship with one of our houseless folks. Uh, I went to see her the other day. She wasn't well. And... uh, Kind of encourage her to correct some of the things in her life. And we ended up this beautiful conversation where it was just two broken people sharing their brokenness together. It's beautiful. It's very, very important to understand that, you know, where we we come to somebody to, to help them a little bit, to correct them in mildness, and we find ourselves that we're just as broken as they are, and we share that very same. Uh, struggle. I'll, I'll help her and she'll help me. I'll share it to you because it's very beautiful. I was with her and uh, she said, she said, Father, I know you've suffered a loss in your life. And she says, so have I. And we sat there and just shared the, our loss together. It was very beautiful. And so this is the way we correct each other, in love, in, in commonness of our struggle, not one above the other. And then finally this, bear one another's burdens. It's impossible for man, these are words of St. John again, it's impossible for man to be without failings. Let us bear those failings that yours in turn will be borne by others. Bear with each other. Keep each other from their failings, from being an offense. And he gives this example. He says, if you've got somebody that struggles with anger and somebody that struggles with being a little bit slothful, let the man with anger bear the slothfulness. Let the slothful person bear the anger so that the failings are not an offense. Beautiful thing. So we reach out our hands to one another when we see the other struggling, completing what is wanting in our neighbor by our endurance. We endure one another's struggles, their sufferings, their pain, their their sin. We endure it. Uh, I've shared this story probably a hundred times. I'm, I'm ex- exaggerating. I'm, pre- I'm playing Father John Braun. I'm exaggerating. A million times I've shared this story. <laughs> but it, may, it, it profoundly affected my life. I was, uh, worked in special ed for many years, and I took a group of uh, special athletes to UCLA for the, their uh, 
state uh, Special Olympic Games. And there's a variety of uh, talents there, abilities. At the end of the, uh, they, they have the kind of the most talented and uh, capable athletes perform at the end. And this last race was a race uh, 440 around the track. And uh, still gets me. Um, these were really good athletes. They were, they were fast. Uh, and they were coming around the turn, 440 or riping the turn. You come down the straightaway, the last 50 yards is kind of neck and neck. They're neck and neck, and, and they, are, they both want to win. And they get 10 yards before the finish line, and one falls down. The other one stopped, just stopped and picked him up. And everybody finishes the race, and they walk across the finish line together. This is how we should be with each other, beloved, to bear one another. When somebody falls down, you stop and pick them up. It's time to stop. We don't need to run the race and finish it ahead of anybody. You know, the vision we should have is that we lock arms, and we walk across the finish line together, bearing one another's burdens. This is, the, this is the law of God. This is how we behave as Christian people. To when we see a struggling person, we stop and lift them up and walk across the line together. This is such a beautiful thing. You know, these are all counterintuitive things. I mean, they're like, you know, the... It would have been wonderful. He would have finished the race and then come back and picked up his friend. He's like, oh, that would, have, that would have been awesome. But to stop, you know. And interestingly enough, Rayford Johnson, who was a great, uh, he, he helped start the Special Olympic movement. He was a great uh, decathlete, an incredible decathlete, um, a, a gold medal winner at the Olympics. He presented this young man with a special award at the awards because he didn't win a medal. But everybody saw this, and the whole place silenced when it happened. So um, I should know, well, I should know his name, but I don't, so forgive me for that. But so these things, beloved, let us heed the words of St. Paul. We are directed by the Holy Spirit we belong to God. Let us forsake provocation. Let us restore one another in trespasses through meekness and bear one another's burdens. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.